However, baptism is not where and when you become members of the church. In fact, they have been members of the church since their conception. Even when they were tiny exhibits, invisible to the human eye, they were members of the church of Christ. That becomes public, invisible, baptism. That's what we mean when we say that baptism signifies their reception into the church. And sadly, such a perspective on the children of believers is rare among Christians today. Who has stood to listen to the teaching of our Lord Jesus here in heart? And that we that we're confirmed and strengthened in our conviction regarding the place and status of our children. Here in Mark 10, verse 13 to 16, our Lord Jesus teaches us that he is the Savior, not just of adults, but also of covenant children. In fact, he is the Savior of the whole family. We'll see that he reveals a reform, in the first place, attitude toward children, and in the second place, imitation.
must help us that the sight of this our Jesus angry. He was indignant. Why? Because this was so wrong and so sinful. Keeping little children from him was not just unacceptable, but wicked. And it was more respectful to closest followers who were doing this. How could they? Brothers and sisters, the some point this happened today. Yes, we live in a different time. Jesus is not on his way to Jerusalem. We are not twelve disciples. But no one can stand before Jesus' physical human body to be blessed by him in this age. But there are some commonalities. After all, we are still Jesus' disciples and followers. He has not changed with regard to his attitude toward our children. The word of God still stands. We can be, we can be truly blessed by him spiritually in various ways. Most importantly, we still today, as children of believers, have a place in the covenant of grace. Would it be possible for us to keep our children from coming to Jesus, not in a physical, but in a spiritual way? You know the answer. Of course. There are many ways that you can do this. Humanly speaking, there are many ways you can keep your kids from Christ. For instance, you can make going to church optional for your children, keeping them from the gospel. They could only go if they want to. You could never read the Bible with your children to talk about spiritual things with them. Or, or you know, they hear so much about that already. What do I need to read the Bible with them for? When they learn how to read, you could not bother to buy them a Bible so that they can read about Jesus and have the Spirit lead them to know Him for themselves. Or you could do some of these things and then add hypocrisy to the mix. When the elders come, you tell them what they want to hear, but your kids see that it's all a mask, just a game of pretense. And we can all add to this list. There are many ways that we keep our children from Jesus. And they are all equally sinful and wicked. With Jesus' anger, our text reveals God's judgment and touched evil. Then comes the rebuke of the Son of God. Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. He tells the disciples to get out of the way and let the kids through. Jesus has the time and energy to minister to them. He is not just a teacher for the adults or the respectable and mature crowd. He is also there for the children who came to minister to all the common people of God. So he says, do not hinder them. And then he gives a reason. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. This is not a statement about little children. Jesus is not saying here the little children belong to a covenant grace. They do, and there are plenty of other places in the Bible that teach that, like Genesis 17. But Jesus does at the end of this passage imply that. But these words mean something different. They are meant to get the disciples thinking again about the nature of the kingdom of God. In broad general terms, the kingdom belongs to those who are like little children. The kingdom belongs to those who are helpless and who need a savior to stand up for them. And
and to be bent up with the dust. The king never wants to go to recently slaughtered, brought up himself, weak and unable. These little children, you see, are again a living illustration of Jesus. And again, he builds on that illustration with what he says in verse 15. I tell you the truth, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. The disciples tried to prevent Jesus from receiving the children. Now he says that there are certain people who will not receive the kingdom of God. By the kingdom, again he's referring to life under the reign of God. Receiving the kingdom of God is the same thing as receiving eternal life, as receiving salvation. The message is clear. Instead of standing in the way of little children, you need to become like them. And, you, and if you don't, you will not enter the kingdom. You will not be saved. In fact, when Jesus says that you will never enter it, he says it in the strongest possible way. In the original language, he can say, you will definitely never, ever enter it. So what does he mean exactly? What does he mean exactly that the disciples and all of us have to receive the kingdom of God like little children? Well, it means basically to accept it in humility. A little child is powerless and helpless, entirely dependent on others. So this is another way of speaking about faith. Faith is something receptive. You are receiving something with Christian faith. You are receiving all the benefits of Christ. You don't bring anything to the table except for your sins. God takes away your sins and he gives you perfect righteousness all through Christ. Receiving the kingdom of God like little children means that we are humble before God. Look to him as our father and trust in our father's love accepting the gifts that he gives us in his son. Unless we take that posture, we will certainly, we will certainly not ever enter the kingdom. We will not obtain eternal life. On the flip side, when we do take the posture of little children, we can be confident that we will indeed enter the kingdom. That, in fact, we are already in the kingdom. We are already partaking life, living under the gracious reign of our King. So there must be a rethink of how children are regarded, but there must also be a rethink of how one enters the kingdom of heaven. This is not, this is about the reformation. When it comes to entering the kingdom of heaven, it isn't about activity and how much you do. But it's about receiving. It's about being like these helpless little children that we see brought to the front of the church for baptism. We receive what God offers in Christ, and we trust Him. Our Savior then turns to the children themselves once again. Look what He does in verse 15. He takes them in His arms. The same word is used there as what we find in Mark 9, verse 36. There, Jesus took the little boy in his arms and gave 
A moment ago, these were curators and disciples, or their oppressions and innocence. But now we journey to love with these little ones, heartfelt, best-sellers. He is a divine warrior who writes the life force of Revelation 19. He has eyes like blazing fire, and out of his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nation. But he is also revealed in Scripture as the loving Savior, as nowhere more apparent than when he deals with the covenant children. He receives them in love, puts his hands on them, and blesses them. How beautiful. <coughs> Let me remind the younger brothers and sisters, these kids, if Jesus were here in person, he would do the same for you. He would give you a hug and lift you too, just like he did with those kids in our text. Because you were special to him. In fact, there was even a special time when he did bless you. When your mom and dad brought you to church for the first time, Jesus was there to welcome you. He blessed you with your baptism. He said that you belong to him and you do. You've got to believe that every day of your life. You belong to God because of what Jesus did. Your baptism is proof of it. You didn't remember it happening, but it happened. Then if you believe that, then you also live like that. You live as a person who belongs to God through faith in Jesus Christ. And for all of us, look at our Savior here. For those of us who are parents, we fail in so many ways. Even the best parents do and say things that stand in the way of our children's spiritual growth. As I said before, we have to call what it is, it's sin. But we have a Savior who covers his sins, too. He pays for his sin with his suffering and death. He also gives us his perfect, gives us his perfect righteousness. What he does here in this text is a good work pleasing to our Heavenly Father. And this good work is imputed to us. It's credited to our account. Now be assured that when God looks at us as parents, he doesn't see our failings, but he sees Christ as perfect son, with whom, the one with whom we are united through faith and the Spirit. But you know that we don't stop there, because from there we also live out of our union with that Savior. He loves those children in our text. He loves our children too. He loves them dearly in Christ to them. But what do these united in Christ them do? The same thing, right? The children that God has given us are to be embraced dearly, looked upon as Christ views them. We are to make sure that they are always known to the love of their parents, but more importantly, the love of their Father in Heaven and the love of their Savior. That, of course, means that we teach our children and we disciple them. One of the parts of a plan to disciple and to shepherd our children is family worship. This has to be one of the highest priorities for Christian parents, and especially the fathers. This is one of the key means by which we can bring our children in the ways of our Savior. The Reformation of the 16th century also realized that fact and promoted family worship heavily. 
loved ones, and God see my things. The first are last, and the last are first. In God's kingdom, we don't just find the high and mighty. We find the little children and those like them. May we all receive the kingdom like little children. And as citizens of that kingdom, receive the children too. This is a Savior does. Amen.